Beavers. No, stay here. I'm in charge. Do you feel in charge? This gives you power over me? What is it? Your money and infrastructure have been important. Till now. What are you? I'm Gotham's reckoning. Yet to end the borrowed time you've all been living on. Unnecessary evil. Hello and welcome to Max and Jason Watch a Movie. I'm Max and it's just me today. We're going to be doing, we're going to try to be doing, an extra episode every month, maybe two episodes. We're going to drop them on Tuesday, they're going to be called the Tuesday Shorts, and it is where Jason and I are going to talk about whatever we've been watching over the past couple weeks. Or it'll just be me talking, or Jason talking, or Anya talking about movies, television shows that we think uh, you guys might like to hear about, might like to hear our opinion about. We'll tell you whether or not we're going to keep watching the show, we're going to tell you whether you should be watching the show and give you our impressions of whatever it is that strikes our fancy for that episode. So, so this is the Tuesday Shorts. Uh, it'll also be a place where we can do some housekeeping. So this week's housekeeping, we're juggling the production schedule a little bit. It's supposed to be the Limey, then Duel, uh, but because we sort of started with the Batman, we decided we wanted to tackle the new Batman film, The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. And so that's going to be what we do next week. It's, nope, nope, not next week. This week. On Thursday, you'll get the Batman and our reaction to it. Still number one in the nation, and it seemed like a worthy film to tackle. This week, uh, and then, I'm sorry, then following that, we'll get back to the Limey, Duel, and then I think we're, after Duel, we're going to do Last Night in Soho. Uh, subject to change. So that's all the housekeeping I've got. Sorry I've been a disaster with getting out episodes in a fairly regular, on a, fa on a fairly regular basis. Let's imagine that this is the brand new start of Max and Jason Watch a Movie Season 2. And begins with the Tuesday Shorts. In an instance of almost perfect serendipity, the first film I'm going to be reviewing is the short action film, Heart Shot. It's a Netflix-only production. Uh, short film, Tuesday Shorts. Isn't that amazing, audience? Uh, Heart Shot is about 19 minutes long. It's directed by Marielle Woods, written by her and Lauren Ludwig. It stars, for some reason on the IMDb page, folks, the cast, uh, the, a bunch of stuntmen get billed ahead of the stars, which are Elena Jose. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. It's H-E-U-Z-E. -E. I did my best there. Uh, she plays Nikki, uh, the heroine, the protagonist. Let's say protagonist, I guess. And uh, also starring Nia Sondaya as Samantha and Hilary Ward as Samantha's mom. Uh, this is sort of a film you've seen before. It's pretty boilerplate for the uh, secret action hero. Uh, it's very John Wick-esque. And I think that it was choreographed and sort of produced by, uh, not the team that did John Wick, but but by some heavy hitters in the stunt community. And I, I, I wish I could remember who it was and I could look it up but here we are recording and I can't be bothered to google while we're talking about this. The story of Heart Shot centers on this couple Nikki and Samantha. Um, Nikki is something of a bad girlish uh, type figure uh, and Samantha seems to be sort of the the young person who's going places very future very goal oriented very future oriented. 
Her mom, Samantha's mom, as billed, uh, doesn't approve of Nikki. Doesn't really want Nikki coming over while she's away. Doesn't like the idea of Nia, I'm sorry, Samantha and Nikki being together uh, while they're gone. The good news, I suppose, here is that it's not likely that this is going to result in any unwanted teen pregnancies. Uh, but the bad news is, is that Samantha doesn't trust, Samantha's mom doesn't trust Nikki. Thinks she might be a bad influence. Uh, this probably isn't quite true. Nikki is uh, the protagonist, as I said earlier. And she's holding close to the vest a uh, kind of a dark secret. She, When we meet her, she's riding to Samantha's house while Samantha and, and Samantha's mom are talking about Nikki. Nikki is, uh, is the focus of a lot of the, uh, of the narrative. And, uh, and as she's riding her bike to Sam's house, uh, we see she's doing some kind of trade craft. She's looking around. She's very nervous. She's uh, very watchful, very alert. And so the, the film's giving us all these cues uh, that, that, that Nikki might not be everything that she seems to be. Samantha knows none of this. Samantha thinks she, that she's hanging out with another kid from California who is uh, college-bound and they're both going places. Nikki's not so sure that she's going to do that. Nikki's not sure that she's ready for college. Because, uh, of course, Samantha's mom leaves and, and despite what Samantha's mom said about not having Nikki over whilst Samantha's mom is away, Samantha has Nikki over. And uh, the film shows them being romantically, uh, you know, engaged in the romance of, of youth, hanging out, uh, enjoying each other's company, um, and, you know, just being young and in love. Uh, I suppose it does this pretty well. It's, it's, it's like everything else about this film. There's nothing that's going to stand out as great. Uh, the acting is is certainly good. Uh, Elena uh, Jose and Nia Sandaya do the best they can with this script, um, and and they have to do a lot in a really short amount of time. But it's not anything that I don't know. Do you believe in the romance here? And, and I don't know. I don't know if I did. I I I, I didn't mind it. It's okay. I, I'm sort of a bored of a lot of action movie romances, so this certainly falls into that 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 category. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, take it or leave it. It's fine. Um, and so so we get this this establishment of their their love for one another. And after a day of, of hanging out, Nikki has to leave. As she's leaving, she starts to notice that, as she's leaving Sam's house, she starts to notice that there are some suspicious people around. And so before she goes, she's going to go check on Samantha. And so this is about halfway through the film. This is where the major action beat comes in. And uh, I don't know if this if the film stands or falls with the action or with the romance. And either way, I'm not sure that it works. Uh, for, at least it doesn't for me, as a person who's been kind of into action films since, uh, since they were 10 uh, or younger. Gosh, probably younger. But... I've enjoyed the action uh, genre for a long time, and so I'm going to be a harder audience to please with something like this. Uh, for ni for 19 minutes, it held my attention for the most part. Uh, I didn't groan too much, except for uh, the film did violate one of my uh, pet peeves of action cinema, and that is uh, Nikki and some of the stuntmen, stunt persons, uh, stunt people, uh, exchange a bunch of gunfire with suppressors, and... Uh, and it's clear that the directors are perpetuating this myth that suppressors make it sound like people are like little whispers happen when somebody fires a gun. And that's just not that's just not what they do. And so everybody in that neighborhood would know that there was a gunfight going on at Samantha's house and they would have called the cops. So uh, that's always a pet peeve of mine. Uh Suppressors just don't do that much uh, to completely mask the sound of gunfire. Uh, you still have to wear hearing protection, and this film sort of violates that rule. Will that bug everybody? Probably not. It bothered me a little bit. Uh, 
so we have some gunfighting and we have some hand-to-hand fighting, some hand-to-hand combat. And it's unclear to me how much time Elena Jose had to dedicate to training. She does a capable job. It's just not, if a film wants to be like John Wick, it's really got to rise to that level. And I found the whole endeavor, the romance and the action bit to be, the romance maybe B, B plus territory, the action B minus C plus territory. So it sort of worked. I, I, I really liked the leads. I thought I, I kind of want to see more. The, 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 the heart shot ends on a cliffhanger and I suspect there may be more installments of this series. And I kind of like the idea of a serial, like a classic serialized adventure. So I, I, I'm willing to give this another shot if they do another like heart shot too. Uh, or maybe they'll do liver shot. Who knows? Uh, maybe they'll go through the whole body shots. Anyway, overall, I give it C plus, B minus. Mileage is going to vary. Uh, it depends a lot on what you value in a film. I do appreciate that somebody tried to do a short film on Netflix that wasn't animated. I, I think it's kind of fun. And I hope, to, I, hope that, I hope to see more serialized content. And that's all I got for Heart Shot. Next on the list is the action thriller drama Pieces of Her are also on Netflix and strangely also sort of in that hidden secret agent, secret operative, secret badass genre uh, like John Wick, like the previous film. Uh, it stars Tony Collette as Laura Oliver, Bella Heath- Heathcote as Andy Oliver, Jessica Bardeen as Jane, Joe Dempsey as Nick, Omari Hardwick as Gordon Oliver, David Wintham as Jasper Queller, David Winham, sorry, David Winham, Terry O'Quinn as Martin Queller, uh, Gil Bur- Birmingham as Charlie Bass, and I haven't got too far into it, so I haven't seen a lot of these people yet, so I'm not going to bother reading the rest of the cast notes. David Winham has been a lot of fun in a lot of things. He played Faramir in uh, Lord of the Rings, and Terry O'Quinn was uh, was one of my favorite characters in X-Files, I think, and, oh, that show about the people on the island who might be dead, who might be alive. You guys know what I'm talking about. Lost, I think. I never watched it, but I never watched it much, but I like this character a lot. Um, so, so in this one, Tony Collette uh, is the secret agent, uh, maybe secret agent, I don't know what she is, but she, she clearly has some skills. She's not who she says she is, uh, and the film opens on this kind of, the film is about Bella, I'm sorry, the film is about her daughter, Andy. Let me back that up. The series is about her daughter, Andy, discovering that her mother is not at all who she says she is. And uh, I was kind of, I kind of liked it. I don't know if I like Toni Collette as the action lead. I love her and everything else that she does. And I love her and, I, I, and she's quite good in this. But she doesn't quite have a physicality that I think a character like this sort of needs. Um, she's good in every other part of the show. Uh, but but the show opens on this kind of morose, sad Andy trying to kind of find her place as another young person. She's kind of post-graduate, uh, I'm sorry, post, uh, she's got her uh, bachelor's degree and she's kind of casting about trying to find her next place, her next step in life. And I, I, I could really kind of appreciate that because I, I, I do sort of remember those casting about years and uh, not always fondly and and I think I think Bella Heathcote does a great job of sort of capturing that that melancholy that kind of what do I do next moment in your life and I think a lot of us have been there so I think a lot of people are really going to relate to Andy Oliver uh, and and I, I thought Bella was on point uh, she's working as a sort of security guard uh, 
and not happy. Uh, but we see that her mother, Laura, who is very kind, very nice, a wonderful mom. She's a she's a physical therapist. She works with uh, soldiers who are suffering from various injuries from from uh, from action. One one presumes and just a wonderful person. Everyday wonderful mom. You all know this character, so you think. Um, and in a very harrowing moment uh, of really shocking and and maybe all too real violence, Laura Oliver sort of has to reveal that she's not exactly who Andy Oliver thought she was. And that's where the drama really starts to heat up, I think, in, in this show, Pieces of Her. It's based on, uh, uh, I think, maybe a series of novels by Karen Slaughter, who's an author I kind of like. I, I just checked, and it looks like it's just one novel by Karen Slaughter. I haven't read it. If anybody has read it, and they think it's worth reading, please chime in at Twitter or wherever you are listening or commenting on this uh, episode. As I said, you've seen this story before. The only place that it doesn't really work for me is in the action beats that the actress, Toni Collette, has to perform. It's okay. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. But everything else that she does, and everything else that the film does, does uh, the series does seems to work for me it's very atmospheric it's very brooding it's very tense it's very uh noirish it, it almost could be shot in black and white i think at times it, I, so i like it and i'm gonna keep watching it let me know what you guys are thinking of it if you're watching it. my buddy abby hipped me to this series the next one i'm going to talk about called the dropout it's on hulu it stars amanda seyfried and uh, really a stellar cast it's all about the terrible human being that is elizabeth 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 Holmes, founder and CEO of the fraudulent company Theranos. I've listened to a lot of podcasts about this. I've read a couple of books on this subject, and I have to say, it's a fascinating and 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 kind and troubling story uh, about about how a very bright and ambitious person cuts a lot of corners trying to change the world and endangers a lot of people's lives in the process and ruins her own and several others. Uh, the cast is stellar. It's it's all star. It's full of people that you, you've seen and love. Uh, let's see here. Who's in the dropout? Stephen Fry is in it. Um, and these are all real people that they play. So Amanda Seyfried plays Elizabeth Holmes. Michaela Watkins plays Linda Tanner. Uh, Naveen Andrews plays Sonny Balwani. Anne Archer plays Charlotte Schultz. William H. Macy plays Richard Fugue. Uh, Elizabeth Marvel plays Noel Holmes. Uh, it's, uh, as a Stephen Fry is uh, Ian Gibbons. Uh, I, I I know and I, I I don't I don't know, but I feel like I know so many of these people because I've, I've listened to uh, so much about this uh, this controversy and this disaster that was the, the Theranos. And it's worth your time. It sort of humanizes Elizabeth Holmes in a way I didn't quite expect, and I don't know if it's necessarily true. But I found myself as I watched these episodes. I'm only I'm only a couple episodes in. Uh, thanks, Abby, for pushing me into this a little a bit. And uh, I'm only a couple episodes in, and I sort of see that this the way they're depicting Elizabeth Holmes is, is this kind of smart, ambitious, not brilliant person, but smart, very smart, uh, very very talented, very hardworking. Uh, you know, uh, in high school, I think, uh, she's engaged in this intense uh, Mandarin Chinese language camp. And she is, by many accounts, a very accomplished Mandarin speaker, which I, I've had. I, I tried to learn Mandarin once. <laughs> and my, 
my friend who was teaching me uh, threw up her hands and said, this is impossible. So it, to me, it was a very difficult uh, language to master or, or even start to understand. <laughs> um, so I see this, this Elizabeth Holmes as a person who had like this incredible potential, but there's definitely something wrong with her. And it causes her to make a lot of terrible, immoral, dangerous decisions. And uh, there's high drama in that. And so I definitely think you should watch it. Amanda Seyfried is amazing. Uh, I hope I'm saying her name right. If not, I apologize, Amanda. I'm sure you're a long-time listener. And, yeah, so definitely, guys, get on that show. I think it's great. If you've got Hulu, watch it. Uh, don't let it skip. Don't don't skip it. Don't skip it is what I'm going to say. And finally, guys, uh, I have to mention this, and maybe you can avoid it. Or not. I don't know. Um, as we were getting ready for the Batman show that we were going to watch, I took a chance on DC's latest animated movie. That's DC Comics, everybody. Um, called Catwoman Hunted. And I have to report that I couldn't get even through the first 10 minutes of it. Um, I like the cast. Uh, you hear a lot of these voices. There are a lot of good, solid voice actors and, and regular actors. Uh, Jonathan Frakes from, from Star Trek The Next Generation is in it. Uh, Jonathan Banks from... Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad is in it. He plays again in The Black Mask. Um, it's a decent cast, but I had this weird... I, I, I love anime. I love anime on anime style products. Um, things that are specifically created to be anime. I guess I have a bit of a subjective problem with anime style drawings and animation uh, when applied to Western comic books. And this is a hangout that's just me, so this might not bug you at all. But... One of the problems that I had with this show when I was trying to watch it, uh, it's got two characters that I, I that I love a lot. I think Catwoman is an amazing character. It's also got uh, the Batwoman uh, in it, who is who is a very interesting DC character. Um, so it's got it, this this show should have been tailor made for me, but the the voice, uh, sorry, the mouth movement in the show doesn't match very well the the actors voicing the role. It just seems like the mouth is moving in random directions uh, or just up and down and slightly sideways occasionally, you know. Um, but it doesn't ever look like <laughs> the animators, it doesn't, it never looked to me in the 10 minutes that I watched of the show that the animators bothered trying to make the mouth the mouths of any of these characters act in even moderately human ways. So it just didn't work for me, which made me kind of sad because like I said, I like these characters and I just, I couldn't even get through the first 10 minutes. So Catwoman Hunted was a big letdown for me. And, uh, and like I said, that could just be me uh, because of the peculiar hangups I have about translations and interpretations of, you know, these kinds of beloved characters. And that, like I said, that's just me. Uh, I sort of like to see celebrated the comic book stylings uh, of the artists who create these stories. Now this is its own story and it's not based on any uh, comic book or series that I know of, but I do like to see the artists who created some of these storylines and their style of art in some ways imitated. To give sort of an example of what I'm talking about, a few years ago, uh, gosh, maybe a decade ago now, a DC animation uh, adapted Darwin Cook's amazing Justice League New Frontier. And in doing that, they tried to, as accurately as they could, take his very retro, very 60s style of art and translate it into animation 
And I really like that. I love that touch. DC Animated has done that with a lot of other properties as well. They do that a little bit with uh, Frank Miller's Batman Year One and The Dark Knight Returns, another Batman story. So I like it when they do that. So to see what amounts to what I think they were doing, which was they sent this story out to uh, a Japanese or Korean animation house because those artists get it done. They get it done fast and they let them basically do the story in an animation. In, in an anime style and, 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 I, and I get it I get it but that, does, that just doesn't work for me and it seems almost like a quick and dirty production because like I said there are some elements of the animation that just seem like corners were being cut to turn out something pretty quickly I could be wrong about that and you listeners might not agree with me and that's pretty much all the news that's fit to print uh, from Max and Jason Watch a Movie Tuesday Shorts. Let me know if you guys want to hear more about this. Maybe next next time we do this, I'll have Jason do uh, an episode or Anya do an episode. Or we can all get together. You, audience, I'll leave it to you. Do you want to see more of these Tuesday Shorts? Do you want to see it be one person giving their rundown? Or do you want to see the three of us get together for a Tuesday Short? Uh, let me know what you think. In the meantime... Look for the next episode on Thursday. It's going to be the Batman. And then we'll get back to the normal production schedule. Share us on social media. On the Twitters, on the Instagrams, on the Facebooks. Email us, text us to your friends. Try and email me at lordmovies39 at gmail.com. Or reach out to me at the Supper Test on Twitter. And I think Anya just set us up with a Instagram pay, an Instagram uh, account. So I'll find out what that is in a bit. I could pause it, text her, and find out. But that's just a lot of work and I got a lot of things to do today. So... Audience, we'll see you on Thursday. Bye-bye.